103. Praise the Lord. Brother Easter here. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Oh, praise the Lord. Man, I so enjoy being here with you all. Amen. And that wonderful uh, section of musicians that was over here singing them good old songs, let's give them a hand. I tell you, I love that. And that has got to be unique to this church. Amen. Because I, I don't know any other church that have a, a, a horn section and a pianist that plays good old-fashioned songs like that. And it just does something to me. And I, I tell you what, I enjoy it so very much. Pastor Sister Joe Strand, oh my goodness, what a joy to be with you guys. I look forward to this. I tell you, I had no problem whatsoever saying I've got to go to Newark. <laughs> Praise God, I've got to go to Newark, Ohio. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And it's, it's such a blessing to see all of your wonderful faces again and a bunch of new faces that have come in. What about those people that were baptized this morning? That is awesome. We thank God for every soul that goes down in that water in the name of Jesus Christ. Every time I hear that water splash, it just take me back to the night I went down in the water in the name of Jesus. And all my sins were washed away. Oh, how wonderful, how wonderful experience that is. This is for the whole world. The whole world needs what we got. Praise the Lord. And, and then tonight I was reminded of my brother here that was here uh, celebrating about a year. Being in the Lord last year at this time. He went down in the name of Jesus Christ. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and what I heard, he picked up a wife along the way. <laughs> Boy, that is so awesome. Somebody say, God is good. He's better to us than what we deserve, man. God is better to us than what we deserve. And I certainly love the Lord. Amen. And praise God for all his wonderful goodness. In, in these hours and the days that we're living in now, he's a keeping God. I feel his hands upon us. I feel his, his, his confidence upon us. And all God wants us to do is remember to look toward the hills. Amen. For which cometh our help. Our help is not in the arm of flesh. It is not in politics. It's not in a vaccine. It's in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So uh, tonight, how many here tonight are looking for the rapture? Praise God. Hallelujah. That's mostly everybody. <laughs> Praise God. And I tell you, every time we gather in God's house, we need, to, we need to respond as if this is our last chance to do it. Praise God. If you, if you find yourself in a place where you need to repent of your sins, you need to respond as if that's your last chance to do it. If you recognize that you've not been baptized according to the scripture, and that's in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't need to wait. You don't need to procrastinate. You don't need to have to look it up. You need to respond like this is your last chance to do it. Amen? Because I tell you, our time is short in this earth. And even the devil knows. The Bible says the devil knows his time is short. And he is in this world with a vengeance. And you can tell. Amen. And so we need to be likewise minded, tough minded. Amen. Guard centered minded. Praise God. And just watching and waiting for the sounding of the trumpet. Because you know what? It can happen tonight. 
Praise the Lord. So I just want to be ready. I want to see all of you, amen, up in the clouds one of these soon coming days. Tonight I'm going to ask you to stand with me in honor to God's holy word. And together we're going to go to the Old Testament, to the book of 2 Chronicles. The book of 2 Chronicles, the 20th chapter. And we're going to begin in verse 12. And I'm going to read down to verse 15. And already in this service, God has already confirmed to me that this is the word he wants for this service tonight. 2 Chronicles chapter 20, beginning in verse 12, where it is written, O our God, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company which cometh against us, neither know we what to do. But our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Then upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jael, the son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye. All Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou King Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord. Now I tell you, it's good to hear what everybody else got to say. But I want to hear what thus saith the Lord. Be not afraid, nor dismayed. By reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours. Amen. But God's. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somehow that takes all the anxiety away. Somehow that takes all the doubt away. Sometimes, somehow that takes away all the fear. Because I know the battle is not mine. The battle belongs to the Lord. And he's got the victory. I say he's got the victory. Hallelujah. So for the next few minutes I want to speak on this, topic, this subject. I'm going to call it a word from the Lord. A word from the Lord. Father, in the glorious name of Jesus, God is not important what nobody else is saying. There's a lot of voices out here. There's a lot of noise in the atmosphere. But God, let our antennas be tuned to heaven. And Lord, tonight we want to hear from you. We need a word from you tonight. We thank you, Lord God. We know you're going to do it, and you're going to do it great. And we praise you for all that you have done. We give your name all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. And let the church say, Amen. Let's give the Lord another great hand clap of praise. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to hear from the Lord tonight. Praise your name. God bless you. You may be seated. We're going to stay right there in the book of 2 Chronicles. And we're going to start in verse number one. And with God's help, I'm just going to go verse by verse as the Holy Ghost leads tonight in this service. Beginning in chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles, verse number one. Now, here King Jehoshaphat was a godly king. He was a good king. 
Jehoshaphat, when he came to the throne, uh, the whole nation was in disarray. Everybody was doing their own thing. Previous kings were evil and full of pride and they had turned the nation away from God. Sounds familiar. Yes. A nation away from God. They had established idols and they built up all these temples, false worship, false religion. But then Jehoshaphat comes to the throne and he begins a real revival. Boy, that, that's revival right there. He began to tear down all the idols. He began to kick out all the false prophets. And he began to exalt the name of Jesus. And people from all parts of the nation began to turn again to God. Oh Lord, let that happen to us. Let that happen in the good old USA. We need a revival of our nation turning back to God. Can you say amen? And things began to happen. There was great revival. People started turning around and reaching after the Lord. And they were so excited. And, 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 and you know, I see this, amen, earlier in this year. Amen. No one had any idea what was going to happen at the beginning of 2020. But, I mean, I traveled here and there. We were having such a great move of God, great revival. People were getting the Holy Ghost, folks getting baptized. Churches are building new buildings. There was was a wave of the Holy Ghost sweeping all over the world but as soon as you begin to have a move of God you're going to get Satan's attention or you're going to get the devil's attention <clears throat> the Apostle Peter said don't think it's strange the fiery trials that's going to come your way if you're living godly you're going to have some trials if you're living godly, you're going to have some circumstances. But fear not. For no matter how much the devil comes against us, we got one that is on our side. And greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. <clears throat> so we find here in verse number one. And it came to pass after this also, the children of Moab. Those are the devil's kids. And the children of Ammon, that's more of the devil's kids. And with them other children of the devil, beside the Ammonites, came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Now Jehoshaphat, he wasn't interested in fighting a war. He was interested in revival. And the Bible says in verse number two, then there came some that told Jehoshaphat saying, boy, you think it's bad now? You ain't seen the half of it. There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And not only that, behold, they be in whatever that word is. You know, I tried to read that one night in a church service as I just started talking in tongues. <laughs> And these folks are in in Gedi. So, so what, what's happening here? Bad news. Bad news coming from the north. Bad news coming from the south. Bad news coming from the east and the west. It seems like once you get news about something else, here's something else coming up. Anybody even know what I'm talking about? 
It just seemed like, my goodness, everywhere I turn around, there's nothing but bad news. And then what makes it worse, you got people in church who feel it's their ministry to give you more bad news. I mean, they just, they come a dime a dozen, boy. Every time they open their mouth, they talk about, oh, you think that's bad? You ain't heard nothing yet. I mean, some folks just love spreading bad news. And Jehoshaphat was getting it, man. Verse number three, and Jehoshaphat feared. Everyone say feared. feared. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The Bible talks about fear. And we usually focus on the verses that says fear not. Be not afraid. But let me tell you something. There's that's, that's nothing really wrong about being scared. Fear is a natural emotion. And sometimes fear can be a great motivator. Oh yes. Fear can get you to do things you wouldn't normally do. I remember uh, hearing a story of this king down in the jungles and he had this beautiful daughter and he called all the native men together and said listen I want to give my daughter to the bravest of you men and all the men gathered around because she was beautiful he said now this is the test between you and me there's a great pool of water filled with alligators now the first one of you young men jump in that pool Swim over here to the other side. I'll give you the hands of my beautiful daughter. And all the men were looking around at each other. And they were like, what? And you heard a big splash. The king looked up and there was a guy swimming. I mean, everything he had in him. He was a swimming. He was a swimming. He got to the other side and came up out the water. And the king was like, wow, that was amazing. You can have my daughter's hand, young man. What else do you want? He said, I want to know the name of the guy that pushed me in the pool. <laughs> Boy, he was swimming across that thing. Fear, fear. Fear will make you do things you never thought you'd do. <clears throat> Hallelujah. So there's nothing, there's nothing really wrong or strange about being afraid. But what God is concerned about is your response to fear. Yeah. Hallelujah. Look at Jehoshaphat. The Bible says, and Jehoshaphat feared, but what did he do? He set himself to seek the Lord. Oh, brothers and sisters, when you feel unsure, when you feel that spirit, amen, of trepidation come upon you, it's not a time to wallow in self-pity. It's not a time to back away and wonder why, Lord, why? No, this is a time to plant your feet and say, all right, all right, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what the doctor's saying. I don't know what the world is saying, but I'm going to set my face to seek after the Lord. Hallelujah. He's the source that we need to go to in this hour. And he set himself to seek the Lord. And then he proclaimed a fast. 
throughout all Judah. Let me tell you the greatest weapons that we have. Hallelujah is prayer and fasting. Glory to God. There's no devil in hell that can stand against the praying church. There's no devil in hell that can stand against the fasting church. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. But hear me tonight. They are powerful to the pulling down of strongholds. We are more than conquerors. We are overcomers. Do the power of prayer and fasting. And he proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse number five. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court. And this is what he said. This was his prayer to the Lord. Oh Lord God of our fathers. Oh, I love the way he put that in there. He's not a God of imagination. He's not some God somebody made up. But he's a God of history. Hallelujah. He's the God the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God of our fathers. Art not thou in heaven? Boy, not only he's a God of history, he's a God of eternity. His power is beyond any power known to the earth. Hallelujah. He is the resource or the source of all of our resources. He's our God, which art in heaven. Hallelujah. His resources are not limited by time or by space. He is the most amazing. He is the most unimaginable. He's the most incredible creator of all things. He's the God of heaven. And then he says, And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? God, the devil is making a lot of noise. But we know who's really in charge. You are. And in thine hand, Lord, is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Ooh, you know, every now and then we just need to stop and remind God of who he is. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. We just need to remind God, God, aren't you our daddy? You, you're my daddy, aren't you? Aren't you my shepherd? You said I shall not want for anything. Sometimes God just waiting to see just how much of the word you have in your heart that you can bring before him. He responds to his word. Hallelujah. Then let's skip over to verse number 12. What we read in our hearing today. Oh our God. Will not thou judge them? God. Will you not come to our rescue? Everywhere we look. We see churches. People are hurting. We see uh, government officials. Closing down buildings. We see people afraid. To gather in the house of the Lord. Don't know whether to lay hands. Or just point to somebody. It's just a weird situation. God. Will you not judge? Will you not take power over this? Because we have no might. You talk about humbling yourself. When you can confess, that's nothing I can do. That's nothing I can say. And sometimes even preachers find themselves in a situation where folks come to the preacher and say, preacher, I need help. Preacher, I need counsel. Preacher, I need guidance. And sometimes the preacher finds himself, I, I don't know what to say. 
I don't know what to tell you. I don't know how to hurt, fix your hurt feelings. I, sometimes we just don't know what to do. The best thing we can do is just be there. And he said, Lord, we don't, we don't know what to do. We don't know how to fight against this great power or virus or whatever this is. This power of the enemy that has come against us. Neither we don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon me. When everything else fails, put your eyes on Jesus. When your world is crumbling apart, put your eyes on Jesus. When the doctor says it doesn't look good, don't look at the report. Put your eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. He said our eyes are upon thee. <clears throat> and all Judah, they stood before the Lord. The little ones. The wives and the children. What a beautiful scene. Oh, how lovely it is when you see all the children of God together. Standing before the Lord. Children and grandchildren, aunts and uncles. Standing before the Lord. And while all of them were there. Amen. Looking toward God. The spirit of God began to move. Then upon Jehaziel. Hallelujah. Came the spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. Oh, let me tell you something this morning. My Lord, this morning the spirit moved. I mean, it moves all the time. But this morning there was a manifestation of the gift of tongues and interpretation. That don't happen in every church. It doesn't happen in every service. It ought to. It ought to be the norm. But oh, when the atmosphere is right. And the spirit begins to move. And I'm going to tell you, if you, don't, you don't even have to, you don't, you don't even have to have nobody tell you the spirit is moving. You can feel it. You can feel it. There's something. There's a witness in the atmosphere. There's something in the spirit that lets everybody know God is getting ready to speak. The music can be playing. The whole church can be shouting, screaming, and dancing. But when the spirit begins to move, somehow everybody becomes sensitive to it. And when that one voice begins to speak out in that heavenly language, there's a hush comes over the whole church. Everybody gets quiet. Everybody gets quiet. God is talking. And then we wait. We wait for the interpretation. That is amazing. I love that I remember the first time I was a new convert I was brand new in church and we had tongues and interpretation but it was always between the guest speaker and the pastor and the guest speaker be preaching and then he'll start speaking in tongues then the pastor will stand up and interpret it and I thought to myself yeah right <laughs> I said come on man why is it always those two guys one night, I'm sitting there in the congregation. Somebody stood up and started speaking in tongues real loud. I think, I think it was one of the guest speakers. Got up and started speaking in tongues real loud. I said, okay, here he goes again. I said, now Lord, I read in the Bible, the apostle Paul said, pray. Pray for spiritual gifts. And especially prophecy. That the whole church can be edified. I said, okay, Lord, here we go. I'm praying right now, God give me the interpretation 
I want that interpretation of what he's saying so I can give it to the church. Really, I wanted it so I can believe it myself. <laughs> that brother stood up. He was a thinking in tongues. The whole church was silent. Everybody was listening. And when he stopped, I looking up at the pastor, waiting. Pastor didn't say nothing. I said, okay, Lord, here we go. Give it to me. I want that interpretation. And the pastor said, be sensitive, church. God is going to give the interpretation to somebody in the congregation. I said, oh, <laughs> oh, here it goes. Come on, Lord, give it to me. Give it to me, Lord, give it to me. And all of a sudden, in my mind, I heard these words. Stand up, open your mouth, and speak. Thus saith the Lord. And I said, nah. <laughs> Nah, come on. I want it for real. Because I'm sitting there thinking, I'm making this up. I'm making this up. I want this for real. Come on, Lord, give it to me. Then the pastor said, <clears throat> God has given the interpretation to somebody. Don't be afraid. Stand to your feet right now and speak what the Lord has given you. And I'm sitting in my chair rocking back and forth. Okay, Lord. Okay, Lord, give it to me. Then he came again. Stand. Open up your mouth. And speak. Thus saith the Lord. I have heard your voice. And I'm sitting there going. Is there any more? <laughs> say the Lord. I heard your voice. Thus saith the Lord. I heard your voice. And I'm like. Oh man. That's it. God has given it to me. Oh, oh no. Stand up. Open your mouth. And speak. Thus saith the Lord. I have heard thy voice. And I looked up at the pastor, and the pastor was looking right at me. I got up, I walked up to the platform, I said, uh, pastor, I think I got it. <laughs> pastor said, well, go, go up there and say it. I said, tell me but a little bit. <laughs> he said, just say what he told you, he'll give you the rest. I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. He said, well, tell me, tell me what the Lord told you. And I, I mean, the whole church looking. And I just got up in his ear, you know. He said, uh, open thy mouth, thus saith the Lord, I have heard thy voice. And all of a sudden, the rest of it just started flowing out of me like a river. And it was just coming out. And the pastor was like, amen, amen. And then when I was done, I turned around and the pastor stood up and said, God gave the word to Brother Easter. This is what the Lord said. And he told the church what I said. And when I walked away from that platform, I was shaking. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, this thing is real. 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 <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, oh, man. The Bible says it and it's real. And there's something in the atmosphere. When God gives a rhema word, a living word, a word for right now, more than anything in this world, we need a living word. We need a rhema word. We need a word from the Lord. And that spirit came upon this man in the midst of the congregation. And the word of the Lord said, listen, verse number 15, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat thus 
saith the Lord unto you, be not afraid, <clears throat> nor be dismayed by reason of this great multitude, whether it's men or spirits, whether it's sickness or disease, don't be afraid by reason of, of how big it is. Hallelujah. He said, because the battle is not yours. This is God's fight. I say, this is God's fight. God shows you. God shows you. And God shows you. You know why? Because he said, I can trust you to stand in the midst of the battle. I can trust you to put your faith in me. I'm the one that's going to fight the battle. It's not going to be fought your way. It's going to be fought my way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Then we're going to look over here to verse number, oh, hallelujah. Let's look at verse number 16. The Lord said, tomorrow go down against them. Go do what? I thought you said it ain't our fight. Oh, no, no, no. You, you're not going to stay home and just watch TV. You're going to participate. God going to fight the battle, but he wants us to be there. He said, go down against them. Behold, they come up the cliff of Ziz. You shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Joel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. But you will need to set yourselves. Stand ye still and see the... Something is getting ready to happen. Something is getting ready to happen. I can feel it in my bones. God said, keep your eyes open. Keep your ears open. Something is getting ready to happen. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord that is with you. Fear not. Don't be dismayed. Tomorrow, I want you to get ready. I want you to go up against them. The Lord will be with you. I'm telling you, we got God on our side. Who can stand against us? We got the spirit. We got the doctrine. We got the name. Hallelujah. We got everything we need to win this battle. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And Jehoshaphat, he bowed his head and his face to the ground. And the whole church joined with him. <laughs> and they fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The Levites, the children of the Kohorites, and the children of Korahites, they stood up to praise the Lord, God of Israel, with a loud voice on high. I'm going to tell you, some people wonder, say, how can y'all be jumping and shouting when the world is so turmoil? How can you be jumping and shouting? Hallelujah. When you know, when you go home, things don't, don't look that well. I'll tell you how we can jump and shout. We serve a God. Yeah. We serve a God. He draws near to our worship. It's his perfect will for we to be loud. Somebody say loud. Yeah. Glory to God. I'm telling you, when things get bad, we ought to get louder. Hallelujah. The worse the report is, the more powerful we ought to dance. We shouldn't be coming to church in the mullet grub. Brother, you don't know what I've been through. I don't need to know what you've been through. But I know the one that is well able to do exceeding abundantly above what you can ask or think. Come on, put a smile on your face and smite the devil and put a dance in your feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The devil knows not to bring me no bad reports. 
He gonna bring me a bad report before I come to church to preach. I got a phone call just before service, 15 minutes before the service. I'm ready to leave the house and the phone call came and, oh brother, we, we, we need you to pray. What's, what's wrong? What's wrong? And here's the situation, don't look all that great. I said, man, just before church, shouldn't have done that. Amen. You shouldn't have done that. Because now, I'm going to worship harder. I'm going to praise harder. I'm a dance hard. Hallelujah. You should have left me alone. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And they began to dance before the Lord and worship him with a loud voice. Verse number 20. Verse 20. They rose early in the morning. They went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and he said to the people, Hear me now, y'all. Listen to me, O Judah, all you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall you be established. How many believers here tonight? Amen. Believe his prophets. The bishop, the pastor, the evangelist. So shall you prosper. And then when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise in the beauty of holiness. And they went out in front of the army. And they went out saying, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. What a way to fight a battle. <laughs> no swords. No guns. No cannons. Hallelujah. Nothing but a bunch of singing crazy fanatics that love Jesus with all of their heart. Woo! Glory to God. If we could just get a hold of what God is trying to do in these end times and not be in the mullet grubs and not be in depression. Glory to God realizing that this battle is don't belong to us. This battle belongs to God and God is well able to finish what he has started. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now watch this. Verse number 22. <coughs> and when they began to sing and to praise, look what the Lord did. <sighs> the Lord set ambushments against the children of the devil. Hallelujah. Which were come against Judah and they were smitten. You wonder why the devil fights you so much about not praising and not worshiping. Because he knows what he's in for. He knows what he's in for. Oh, no, no, no. You too tired. You too tired. You had a hard day today. You deserve to just sit there. Just sit there. Wave your little finger. Yeah, yeah. That, that's not your personality. Now, that's the biggest lie. Brother Easter, I'm not like that. Liar. <laughs> Don't tell me you're not like that. Anytime your favorite football team makes a touchdown, you're going to get all excited. Don't tell me you're not like that. You wake up 3 o'clock in the morning, your house full of smoke is on fire. You're going to sit in your bedroom and go, no, you're not. Don't tell me you're not like that. I mean, we shout over things we want to shout over. 
we dance over things we want to dance over there is nothing greater there's nothing more powerful than a dancing oh, hallelujah that can praise the Lord in the midst of your circumstance in the midst of your trial glory hallelujah God set ambushments against the enemy there is a weapon in your praise there is a bomb in your dance glory to God you want to break down the darkness you want to crumble down the walls of the enemy march around those walls but on the seventh time let out a shout let out a shout oh, hallelujah hallelujah praise God that's why the devil don't want you to shout he don't want you to get too excited he don't want you to clap your hands because he knows what he's in store for all the stuff you're going through people should understand how you can sit there and look depressed not in God's kingdom hallelujah because the battle's not yours hallelujah and when you respond opposite of what the devil wants you to respond you confuse him he's scratching his head no 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 you're supposed to be depressed uh, no 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 you're supposed to be worried no 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 why are you doing that no you shouldn't be doing that you're supposed to have your thumb in your mouth and some of us obey the devil more than we obey God some of us are more ruled by our emotions and by our feelings more than the word of God or well, we need to get back to the word and say Lord come hell or high water I'm gonna praise you anyhow when I feel like it I'm gonna praise you when I don't feel like it I'm still gonna praise you if nobody else gonna... glory hallelujah this is battle this is warfare on our side the God of heaven is fighting for us I wish I had some young men that'll jut on him when we worship and when we praise God begins to move in the spiritual realm we can't see it and we sometimes can't even imagine what's happening but when we're praising God lifting up our hands there's something about lifting up your hands it's just not it's not just an exercise in, in some posture there's some spiritual warfare going on when you lift up the Hallelujah. The Bible says lift up holy hands. There is something in the atmosphere when we lift our hands. Angels are released. The power of God is released. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, which were come against Judah. And they were it came through praise praise is what get God's attention praise is what get God on the move hallelujah hey, look at here in verse number 24 we're coming down to the end 
Verse number 24. Hallelujah. When the battle is over. Oh, when the battle is over. I'm going to shout hallelujah. Because look what happened when the battle was over. Verse 24. Judah came toward the watchtower in the wilderness. They looked until the multitude and behold there were dead devils Hallelujah. falling in the earth and not one escape God does a complete work he does a complete work musicians come on up here singers come on God does a complete work watch this and when Jehoshaphat and his people came among those to take away the spoils of them, look what they found. They found among them in abundance both riches with the dead bodies and precious jewels which they stripped off of themselves more than they could carry away. Not only did they beat the devil down, but they took all of his possessions. I'm telling you, the devil think he owns this town, but this town belongs to God. This city belongs to, we gonna take it, we gonna take it. All the silver, all the gold, all the finances, it belongs to the church. It belongs to us. God said when we, when we go in among the enemy and we look at those dead bodies, we're going to find things there we never thought would be there. The spoils of war. Now watch this. Watch this. Then the scripture says it was more than they could carry away. Hallelujah. And they were three days gathering of the spoil because it was so much it was so much it was so much hallelujah it took them three days when this thing is lifted when this thing is lifted and the doors are wide open pastor we might have to have services three days in a row. We might have services on Monday, service on Tuesday, service on Wednesday, service on Friday to bring in all the souls, all the people that's going to be coming to the house of the Lord. Somebody praise him. Somebody worship him.